Views expressed by Casters Guild members are only the opinions of that member, and that could change from day to day. Guild members may use mature language, but that in no way means they are mature. Listener discretion is advised. A high school, a toy store, Candyland, and New York City. None of these are places you would expect to be the setting of an awesome D&D campaign. So how does this show take geeks who hate actual plays and turn them into binge watchers? That's the spell we're casting tonight on Casters Guild. Thank you for tuning in this episode of Casters Guild. I'm your guild master, Rick Perry, and these are our intrepid heroes. Say hello, intrepid heroes. Hello, intrepid heroes. Ah, <laughs> uh, and I am your podcast partner, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us is a returning uh, guild member. Feel free to introduce yourself. Ah, uh, yeah, my name is Ray Silverstone. I am a drag performer out of Oklahoma, and I am also an occasional guild member. <laughs> Look, I I knew I was going to hate you guys with the Intrepid Hero thing, but the moment you hit me with the podcast partner Baron thing, like that... It was so good. <laughs> you were waiting to drop that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I workshopped it all day. <clears throat> See, I was mad on two fronts, because one, I should have expected that absolutely unequivocally, <laughs> and also two, I was then angry, because I was like, there would have absolutely been time today... Where I could have thought of something Dimension 20 related to pair with my name, and I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I I gotta start by being honest here. I only know about the Baron thing because of TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, That's fair. The only Dimension 20 I've seen is the first season of Unsleeping City. And even then, I have like 10 minutes left of the last episode. Which I'm probably going to watch right after we're done recording this. Nice, nice, nice. This is a weird one to start out with, but, I mean, not a bad one to start out with. Well, right before we were going to record this episode, I was talking to uh, Guild member Grizz about how we were going to be doing Dimension 20. And so he totally didn't give me his login. I went and legitimately purchased my own login. And then I just kind of scrolled through. And I just picked the one that sounded the most interesting to me and kind of binged it this past week. I It's the only one besides Shriek Week that I haven't watched all of, to be very honest. I've watched all of the others, and I'm all caught up on the current season except for the episode that just dropped yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Otherwise, I, I think I watched six episodes of first season. <laughs> so what would you say has been your, your favorite so far? That's tough. That is tough. I think it's it's very dependent on mood, honestly. That's fair, like, actually, yeah. They're absolutely different genres, and like even like Fantasy High Season 1, I have to be in a completely different mood than Fantasy High Season 2. Because yeah. Fantasy High Season 1 really is like a coming-of-age teen drama thing, but Fantasy High Season 2 is a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair. But at any point, I could be into both of those things. I would say probably the one that I've watched the most. I don't even know if I can answer that one, actually. Mm. You know what? mm. (laughs) I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say, and just as an all-encompassing statement, 
it, it has to be. Oh fuck! I can't. I know it. I'm immediately taking it back. <laughs> crown of candy. I'm going with crown of candy. Okay. Because I like the. I like the. Uh... Okay, so there's a there's a uh, miniatures game. It came out years ago, and it's called Fairy Meat. It is fairy like a fairy, but meat. M E A T. Right. You're, you're playing. In it, like I said, it's a miniatures game, but you're playing fairies that are also cannibals. And when they I eat other it. fairies, they get their magic and stuff. But they're also one for one. So it's not even a miniatures game. It's just a figure game. And the figures are life-size, but they're tiny because they're fairies. The board okay. can be anywhere. You could play it all over your house. But that's what it kind of... Like the Crown of Candy, what's the other one? The the Tiny Heist. Those two oh, yeah. things remind <laughs> me of that so much. And I, I don't know what it is. It could be nostalgia. It could just be because that's kind of how I played when I was a kid. I just had things and I would make my room the set that I would play in. You know, I'd play t Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and... You know, I would have different spots in my room that would be the sewer, and then, you know, my dresser would be the city, you know, stuff like that. So it gave me the same vibe, and I really love it, especially getting into Tiny Heist. I think I not I can't even really count Tiny Heist because I haven't watched it all the way, but I love it. It's great. It's all, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Crown of Candy. That's, also that's because, a really good one. Also, Crown of Candy... There's so much lore there that they didn't crack open, and it kills me. It kills me <laughs> yeah. that they didn't crack open that lore. I, I think my favorite thing is the fact that they've, like, when people have asked based on what I've seen online, they've all said that they are not going to revisit the... I don't even remember what the world was called for Crown of Candy right now. Um, and then to, like, put the bow on that particular box, they were like, yep, and we're also selling all of these ready. <laughs> yeah. Sad. I would love to Man. see a book or something, but... Yeah. Like, we have that would to be really cool. ...and shit, and then never sell it, because we'll get sued to fucking back by, you know, college humor slash dropout, whatever they're calling <laughs> themselves now. Uh... And I just went on a tirade too, Ray. You never even answered the question. No, I'm still thinking on the question actually, because I I'm essentially doing this thing in my brain where I'm like picking up and like turning the thing over and like looking at it and being like, this one's so good. It's not my favorite, but at this point, I've gone around and done that to all of them. So I'm trying to. I'm like, do I? Is it like okay? This is the thing that made me like cry the most frequently because that would definitely be Crown of Candy. Crown of Candy, really after, like, episode five, I think, I made, I, I didn't listen to that one at work anymore. <laughs> I, I could not. <laughs> I'm gonna, Fantasy High Season 2, probably, honestly. I would say Faye of Flowers, because I am, like, I am voracious for this one. But uh, it's not done yet, and I'm really scared that I'm gonna be like upset in some way by the ending even though i know that i won't be it's just that regency pining like oh my god what if this doesn't turn out thing i i'm kind of flipping through dropout just to get a kind of like a feel for like season two because like i've seen season two but it's like 
it's been a while, so I'm like, I need to be reminded what happened in season two. And then I, I see Baron. this picture of of Brennan with a huge fucking lumberjack beard. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh, Dimension Twenty Live. That was the uh, live season. They did it live. Um, yeah, it was streamed on Twitch. Oh yeah, that's right. Because like the first couple of episodes in it, it's really funny because you can see like some of the people trying to like censor themselves, and Emily consistently forgetting to censor herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That one, that was the one where Baron was introduced. Uh, that was the one where they went to Leviathan for the first time. We met Ida. Oh, and the whole, the pirate ship. Yes. Hell. Yes. Yeah, Calvaxis. <laughs> so I guess I have to say mine's Unsleeping City, because it's like the only one I've seen. Um, but that being said, I mean, I haven't seen the others, so I have nothing to compare it against. But I will say, I'm not just choosing it by default. I really enjoyed Unsleeping City, um, at least what I've seen of it so far. Obviously, I've got a whole nother season and 10 minutes left of this one. But it definitely was not what I was expecting. I'm, I'm not a fan of actual plays. Like, I've looked at Critical Role. Um, I watched, like, the first 10 episodes of season two, and I've watched the, uh, the animated series. But looking at four-hour-long episodes, and they have, like, 200-plus episodes, I'm just like, I don't have time for that. But looking at Dimension 20, you know, hour, hour and a half long episodes and like 19 episodes in a season, that's doable. Like that's just like something that I would watch on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever. So like I can do that. So watching Unsleeping City, not only was it not what I expected as far as actual plays and what I've seen of them so far, but the whole like this is not your standard D&D setting. This is not your standard D&D party. I like this a lot because if it's standard D&D, like that I'm going to be playing with my friends at the end of the week anyway, I don't, I'm not even interested. I'm like, I'd rather be playing. But the fact that they set this somewhere, I would not set one of my games and played it in a way I would not play my games. I find it much easier to consume this content. I, I was uh, just kind of mentally preparing for the podcast today because, you know, that's what I do for this podcast. I mentally prepare. I don't prepare in any other way <laughs> except for getting my mind right right, to go into this podcast. Anyways, but I was thinking about it. And, you know, we, we talked about Critical Role earlier in the year. And um, I love it. I love Critical Role. I do. But I really, really thinking today... If I was to choose, if I was forced to choose between the two, I would really have to go with Dimension 20. I would have to. It, there's there's way more variety. N you know, not that Critical Role isn't working on that. They're starting to pump out different shows. Good for them. But I, I don't know. It's There's something something with the emotion there. It, it, it feels it's more... Yeah, yeah, that works. But yeah, it's, it's like I... I I love it. I, I love engaging with it. It's also, as you were just saying, easier to consume. It's it's you know that hour and a half long. That's like that's movie length. That's not. I have to watch Lord of the Rings extended edition every time I want to catch up on the next episode. <laughs> you know, which you know 
I'm facing that challenge right now. I just got this. I, I, I keep saying I just got this new job, and I'm coming up on my first year. That counts, right? <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still new. Still new. Um, still new. Still fresh-faced. Um, right. Um, and it's a. It's like a whole new level of work that I'm not used to. So, like, I can't catch up on a lot of this critical role stuff. I'm having the hardest time getting through season three just because I just don't have the time. Now, you know, Court of Fae and Flowers, bam, I knocked that out, you know, most of it on a lunch. Yep. So, which has been great, by the way, Court of Fae and Flowers. I, I, I didn't know what to expect with that one, and that's just been great. I'm having so much fun with it. I'm so, like, okay, and we probably should have discussed this actually before we started recording, to be honest. Nah. Nah, How careful do I need to be about spoilers, Rick? Like, oh, no, 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 go, go, go for it. Oh, okay. we, we, we have a podcast rule. You know, we'll, we'll say, hey, watch out, spoilers. But generally for us, if we're going to talk about it, fuck it, just spoilers. Yeah, go for it. I just wanted to check beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so I, when they said it was, because I, I follow Abria Iyengar on Twitter, and she's been posting about it, coming up to it a bit. So I was aware that it was like Regency and like heavy on the the fashion and the court intrigue. And that's my shit. That's so my shit. I would love to pretend that it's not, but it is. And it's, I have screamed at least twice every episode full screeched also um understand i've been trying to like low-key get my mom to watch dimension 20 with me for a while because i enjoy it quite a lot because the first one that i watched was misfits and magic and that one's only four episodes which i thought would be fine and bite-sized enough for me to gift to my mother and her watch it without it being a trouble but she wasn't as into it as i was expecting i think because She's she is very aware of the Harry Potter thing, so anything that feels like that, she has an like knee jerk aversion to. <laughs> sure. Which is fair. <clears throat> and I think that if it if Misfits and Magic hadn't been presented in exactly and precisely with the way that it had, I would have felt similarly. But it was fine. Yeah. Um, and actually I, I have two pieces of Dimension Twenty merch. And one of them is Misfits and Magic, and it's the Gow Penny shirt, the Goat House shirt. I, I want to get a Goat House shirt, too. It's so soft. It's, like, one of my softest t-shirts. Nice. Which, I, I know this is a tangent, but that is a woman who cannot stop digging her her own grave. J.K. Rowling just, like, keeps... <laughs> oh, my God. Just I thought keeps... you were talking about Abrea uh, Iyengar. I'm like, no. I know she's busy. No, 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 no. Like... No, J.K. Rowling like, just, like... doing a lot, but I think she's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's good. But, like, J.K. Rowling just, like, cannot stop digging deeper. Like, the new books oh. that she's writing, have you seen stuff? Oh, yeah. I watched Bitter Corella um, live tweet about it mm-hmm. at the very beginning when, like, it first dropped. And it was... It was... I didn't stick around for very long, and I love it when people do shit like that on Twitter. But, uh, I couldn't do it. Like, she's already six feet under and just, like, keeps, like, digging deeper and hit, deeper. And she it's... wants to hit bedrock, man. She is bound and determined. She wants to bend that shovel. Yep. She's she's 100% determined to make sure that I cannot enjoy that series anymore. 
Like, yeah, in any way, shape, or form. Which is really unfortunate, but that's first world problems right there. The fact that I can't enjoy my fun wizard series anymore. <laughs> you know, but also, like, I know people, and I'm, I'm like, close with people who do still really like Harry Potter, and they give me weird vibes. I have weird vibes about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I... I want to like it. I want to really, I really do want to like it. But like every time, like rich potential for a world. And And now every time, like I try to consume anything, Harry Potter, like my brain just goes, this was created by a horrible woman who said all of the following things and like lifts it off, like lists them off in my head. And I'm just like, I can't enjoy this anymore. Like the whole separate the art from the artist thing. Like I just can't, do it anymore like it's I just can't do that while people are still alive yeah it sucks maybe 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 that's the trick maybe after she dies i'll be able to go back and read it and be like hey this is fun again who knows i want to make a joke here but i feel like i should not <laughs> if it's I, I too bad not. i can always edit it out later look I... true. i'm just like i mean it's a free hint for anyone listening just laying down him <laughs> <laughs> just saying i I can't wait to find out (laughs) i'm so excited to learn whether i will once again be able to enjoy regular people media once that woman has stopped breathing (laughs) where were you when you found out you could enjoy harry potter again (laughs) (laughs) i i will i will say this i i think that the thing that i would have the most potential of still enjoying is the movies and i'll tell you and i'll tell you why because at least the actors that are involved in that have been very vocal about her needing to get her shit together yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and it's like and you know what i'm not gonna pay to watch it anyways so she's not getting my money right i am enjoying these actors i can enjoy these yeah yeah but i still saw the people all the mm-hmm. people involved with the movies are, are very delightful people. Mm-hmm. They really are. Yeah, I haven't seen the. What is the third one? The ones with the one with Maz Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. It's I haven't the, watched that the one. The Fantastic Beasts series. Trials of Grindelwald. Is that the third one? Oh, I don't know. It's something of Grindelwald. It's not, I think it's, it's not bad. It's pretty good actually. Um, I'm still. I just want Maz Mikkelsen in my life. Who doesn't? It it, it does feel. I mean. I'm not like I'm not like a big Johnny Depp stan or anything like that, but for the fact that why they kicked him out, and then it's like you feel stupid now a little bit. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings about the fact that WB kicked him out immediately, but apparently was still shooting stuff with an active fugitive Ezra (laughs) Miller, like. I think, I think we talked about him in the DC show, didn't oh, we? Oh yeah. yeah, them. Yeah. What a what a fucking mess. What a fucking mess. I just I and, and honestly, at first I thought it was a joke. Like there wasn't a way that it was possible, right? We all What's did. Going on? We all did. <laughs> and then they they had the perfect opportunity to edit King Shark into Aquaman two. And they still haven't done that. Just edit him in over Amber Heard's parts. 
Yes. Just saying. Isn't Amber Heard Mira? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I do think it's... that they edited her edited her out of the second one though. I do think that they, did they? I think so. So that's that's I don't, I don't know. I'll never find out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, DC's a mess. We have a whole episode. Go listen to it. <laughs> I like kind of assumed that this all was going to be cut out. <laughs> oh no, this is Caster's Guild. We leave all that shit in. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I did actually... Uh, man, I can go off on like 80 tangents just from the base of any Dimension 20 essentially ever. But uh, back to the original thing, which I think was us talking about the Regency nest that is a quarter fan flowers i i am successfully getting my mom to watch it she's dying i'm also sending her all of the fan art that i can find of it and there's nothing better than an owl bear in a dress i'm sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. every D campaign needs an owl bear in a dress at some point in time. you know what every D game needs a druid that can wild shape into an owl bear into a dress Yes, absolutely. Yeah, stop getting so mad about the <laughs> wild shape into an owl bear. <laughs> I don't fucking owl, like wild shape into an owl bear. Shit, why not? <clears throat> so dumb. House rules exist for a reason. Like, I don't. A motherfucker. Why are people shape. mad about it? I'll let a motherfucker wild shape into a displacer beast. They won't have the displacer power, but they can be a displacer beast. I don't fucking care. People, yeah. people are mad about it for the same reason that people are rules lawyers. Like it's they want control. But like they want that control. It's not raw. It's not rules as written. Like like a druid rules as written cannot wild shape into an owlbear because it is not a beast. It is a monstrosity. So, but like you can reskin fucking anything. Yeah. And wasn't there like a specific like meta magic feat in like second edition or some shit that was just so that you could reskin your spells to look like a theme i i think that there's also a subclass of druid that lets you wild shape into monstrosities and shit like that but i, I don't know but yeah reskinning yeah it's like as far as i'm concerned like reskinning would be the absolute easiest thing oh you want to wild shape into a owlbear cool we'll use bear stats mm -hmm. literally that like at the end of the day, rule you know, of cool is what matters anyway. Yes. That's true. Yep. Also, if you can convince me that it's a good idea, it can probably happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people that I'm DMing for haven't all figured that out yet. One of them has, and everyone else is really mad that he's getting away with a bunch of stuff, but they haven't tried. I think a lot of people, too, go into it with a sense of PvP. They think that yeah. the shit that someone else can do that's just them better than them. It's like, no, they are helping you. You guys are on the same team. Yeah. You do the thing now. They're doing the thing. Now you do the thing. I know we're talking about Dimension 20, but that's totally a uh, Acquisitions Incorporated thing when it comes to, like, Patrick Rothfuss's character. Like, he gets away with literally everything just because he's at, he asks and the DM thinks it's cool. And so Literally. they keep making fun of him. Like, of course, Patrick got away with it. He gets anything he wants. But like, they're also very gently ribbing. Like, they're happy he's getting away with the things 
because it is helping them as a team. It's like, of course he got away with it. Now let him do more. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you never stop. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah. But I mean, actually, like, I think the first, like, really great uh, reskinning that I saw, like, ever, I think, really, was when, uh, during the seven, when Erica used the geese with the stats of raptors. That was fucking ridiculous. And did way too much damage, and Brandon was very sad, and that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I I will say I will say the the whole the court of fame flowers. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that that is entirely rule of cool. It's like whatever. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it, I've never. It's like they they all seem to be just pulling shit out of their ass, and she's like, "Do it, all right." Yeah, I love that. There's like, there's always the well. That's not really how that's intended, but fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also like their um, uh, use of uh, like their reputation thing that they yeah. have going on. I love using reputation in games. I love it. I um, mean, this is like you it's know, so very, oh, it is. It's great. I think that there should be more use of rep because it's like so. So what are you gonna do? We're just going to go into every town and we're gonna use charisma it's like you're telling me you're 15th level and this town hasn't heard about your shit yet you're Literally. telling me that that's what you're telling me no and then also to be able to use that reputation to walk into town and be like you know you know you're you're at the tavern and you're trying to seduce the barmaid and it's like you think that your plus two is the only thing you get from your charisma no 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 no, no. you have a reputation that gets to add it's so much use for a reputation yeah i do kind of wish and i mean of course there's enough episodes left that we could get this at some point but i do wish that we had gotten to see a little bit more of what would have happened to the negative because what in fey of flowers i think we got like two people that dipped towards the negative and then popped right back up immediately Mm mm-hmm so, like, but what happens, though? What happens if you're bad at stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, someone did. So they found out one of the characters dipped below the negative. So during the course of that, when they were in the negative, they got a bonus to stealth. Oh, yeah, right. Because, yeah, uh, it was... Banks. What's her face? Binks. Yeah. Or, or Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, yeah. But, yeah, it's because it was like their reputation was so low they didn't want people to see them and they didn't want they wanted right. to play under the radar so yeah so i was like that makes perfect well sense. i was just well it's because like cuz she didn't even dip down very far i think she was just like one below right yeah she just i want to know the out. mechanic like if they hit rock bottom because <laughs> when, when they get up to the top they get a cool little title do they get a bad title if they hit bottom are they like the deplorable suddenly? I, w- I would imagine the way Abria is running it, it, there isn't a bad thing that happens. They, they're they going to constantly just get good stuff. Now, obviously, you have a good reputation. That's the good thing. You have a bad reputation. That's right. the bad. People aren't going to listen to you. I would imagine that there are certain... If I was running the game, Abria, I'm sure, has this all handled. I'm sure she knows oh, exactly absolutely. what she's doing. 
But since we don't know, I mean, I, do. I'm also 98 percent sure that this was like all recorded last October. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it's all pre-COVID. Because <laughs> Oscar has been wearing cute Halloween sweaters and shit the entire season so far. Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I would say that, like, let's just say you keep dipping below in the negative, your ability to influence people of good standing gets lessened, like, you don't get those, but I'm betting, like, you know, you probably have bonuses to maybe deal with the goblins, you have bonuses to, yeah. you know, intimidate people, you know, you know what I mean? That would be a, fun. Yeah. yeah. It'll also, based on how she's, like, been playing it, probably be depend. the effect will be dependent on what you did to get there. Right, yes, that's true, because, that's, yeah, that's very true, because even the good stuff mattered. Oh, now it kind of makes me wonder, like, if you do start dipping below, like, what tokens would she give out? Yeah, well, because, like, geez, that opens up, like, a whole other thing, really. <laughs> that's so cool. Rick, that's a thing that I think you would enjoy quite a bit as a DM. Abria in this game, so they have like this little box, and on the front of the box they have like little ticks. The higher the tick, the more reputation you have, essentially. Mm -hmm. But she would also hand out little tokens. So if they did something... As you completed really cool, things. Yes. As they did yeah. something really, really cool, they would hand out a thing that was relevant to what was going on. And then later on, like, say you wanted to do something, she'd be like, well, you can burn a token if you want. But also, it mattered what token they burned. And then, like, if they wanted to do something, they could be like, well, you know, I want to get there a little faster. So, can I burn this, like, horse token? To You know, just the, a bad example, because they didn't do that, but... Sure. Uh, but <laughs> that, that would be, like, one of the things. But then they also had to explain why they were burning that token, because this token was from this, and you know, it's uh, so good. It's so good. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, you you know me pretty well as a DM, because that's totally yeah. my thing. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> I give out stuff to my players all the time. I love handouts. I, I love little trinkets. Yeah, I've talked about the boxes that I've made for my players on this podcast before. Yeah, that's totally my thing. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite things, is like giving out stuff to my players because it like it it feels like a, especially with the people that i've been playing with that have been kind enough to let me stumble my way through dming <laughs> that it helps them with like immersion especially because like oh they've got that thing and it's in their hands one of the coolest things i ever had was privy to when i was playing living city when we would play these games at the end of the game, if we found magic items or if we found like tokens of reputation, anything like that, we would get them in little certificate form. That's cool. So we, we would start keeping these binders just filled with these. I still have all of my magic items from living That's city. Cool. And if that tells you anything, living city was like back in, Oh, 2002. <laughs> So oh, 20 a, years ago. I have a 20-year-old binder of 20-year-old certificates of all the cool stuff that these characters happen to collect. So, yeah. That's so fun. And that's, like, that's a thing that Abria did in Misfits and Magic, too, because, like, they got oh, their wands and stuff. Oh, now I just want to I'm play trying the game to... with Abria got Iyengar running it so that I can get... I... Okay. You can do that. I want... 
I wish that Abria Iyengar would like do an online class or something about how she does her flowcharts for her characters. Because there are like three people in the Dimension 20 cast that have talked about the fact that after she taught them how to do flowcharts, it like revolutionized the game, the way that they play. And I need that in my life. <laughs> uh, someone should get on Twitter. Anybody listening to this podcast, get on Twitter and <laughs> uh, and tag her in it. And yeah, just don't make us do it. Do that. Yeah, yeah just don't <laughs> don't tag us too. Yeah, don't don't. We're going to be doing our own posts, so we can't we it's, can't have it's all okay. That. It's all right. Uh, we follow her, so we will see it when she inevitably responds. Or, or better yet, Abria, come on the show. Um, <laughs> we could talk about your flowcharts. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. I'm I'm 80% sure that uh, she's done D&D in a castle before. And, yeah, and, and still continues to do it. So, like, if you really wanted to play in a game that she runs, you could you could spend thousands of dollars on a vacation to go play D&D I, in a castle. I, I am very small, and I have no money. So you can understand <laughs> the stress I'm under. <laughs> Alright, so go check out our Patreon. If enough people subscribe, we'll do an episode from D&D in a Castle. Look, look you know what? How, how about this? You guys go go on our Patreon and, and you know, send us you know, subscribe, uh, send us donations, everything. We'll, we'll send Ray. We'll send Ray no. to go and play D&D with Abria Iyengar and steal the plans to her flowchart. <laughs> That's our plan the whole time. Oh, fuck, I just kind of put it out there, didn't I? Carry on I mean, some real uh, Dr. Uh, Horrible sing-along blog energy. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted out of this podcast. <laughs> We're just three You just need to do a musical episode, right? That's what you're missing. Oh, God. That, we, that's Ray, why would you say that? Season four, musical episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to have some drag queens on here at any point, I got you. I mean, we've had three, I believe, but uh, if but you never want a... musical episode, it's season well, four, it's... season four, oh, Casters Guild the musical. If we get enough people on our Patreon demanding it, we'll do it. <laughs> have somebody belt out, and that's a guild decree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's so good. Look, I'm sa- I'm saying we need a- people on our Patreon because if we're going to do a musical episode, we have to. We can't do it like this. No, we actually have to film no. it out and everything. Yeah. So yeah, fly people out so that we can have them star in there. If we did do, I I know our listeners can't see the screen that we're looking at right now, but if we did do a musical episode, this is a hundred percent how it would start. It'd be this screen right here that our Absolutely. listeners can't see. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need Kinda at least $30,000 to faithfully recreate the scenes behind us so that when we zoom out and we're all in the same room, it, it'll, it'll make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Love that. It's the best. Certainly can't just green screen it. That's impossible. Mm-mm. No, we already... Look, if, if, what do you think we are if, hacks? If, if the grog, if the grognards on the internet talking about Lord of the Rings has taught me anything, oh, is God. that CGI CGI is wrong and practical effects mm-hmm. are everything. 
That's why Howard mm -hmm. the Duck is better than anything <laughs> Marvel has put out now. Because of practical <laughs> duck boobies. Uh, practical duck boobies? Mallard memories. Mallard memories. I would like to move, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Dimension wow, 20. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Dimension 20. Uh, oh, God. I actually, I started watching Dimension 20 because of TikTok, honestly. Oh, okay. That's fair. Because uh, I was seeing the shorts on TikTok, and then I was like, I need this in my life, what the fuck? And then I found it on youtube and of course i was watching all of the like the the really wonderful people that do like all of the out of context things for dimension 20 those people are my favorite people yeah they're heroes uh, and it was i watched like all of those and actually so i watched all of those and realized that i had such a deep interest in a crown of candy and they've got the first episode of crown of candy up on their youtube but they're mean, and they know how drug dealing works. So, <laughs> they give you the first episode for free. <laughs> now, you know what? I will say this. This is going to be kind of a cross-promotion thing, but it's also inter-promoted. If you wanted to watch any of the Dimension 20 stuff, it's all on Dropout TV, and it is shockingly cheap. Shockingly. It's so cheap. It's so worth it. Yeah. Because on top of all the Dimension 20 stuff, you also have all of the Dropout stuff, too, which is, you know, again, it's just college humor. So you have and all it that is, college humor. it's got humor all stuff. of their previous stuff. Game yeah. Changer, Um, Actually. Those game shows are, again... They're my favorite. Shockingly good. Look, we're not sponsored. It'd be great if we were, but we're not sponsored. <laughs> But Drop there, out, come on the show. Come on the show. Drop out. <laughs> there mm -hmm. is a streaming service that you're paying for that you're not using. I I know there is. If you're listening to this, there's so many streaming services out there. There's one that you're paying for now that you have not even logged into for over a month. Cancel it. Go subscribe to Dropout. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the first thing you do when you go to Dropout is you look up. You look up the news specials that they do and look up God, the breaking news look up true facts about grant o'brien that's it do just, not do that, just watch that no one. just watch that one that one's on youtube hooked. as well you're going to be hooked. the first part is on youtube that. as well but also do not do that because that I, it took me like He's twice as long as that episode is i kept <laughs> having to pause it <laughs> hello He's my from, name is 50 he's from ohio <laughs> it, it's Right, you learn a lot of good stuff about this guy, and then watch it's, the second one. It's even better. No, the first one's better. It's so bad. There's <laughs> actually it's, it's nice because Dropout also gives you these really great curated playlists that are things like Sam, who's the main producer and the creator oh, and host right. of Game Changers, like mm -hmm. favorite. But oh, there's I'm, also a list that is just Grant shaming. I'm looking at it right now. The best of Grant shaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, why do they do this often enough that they've got a whole playlist? <laughs> oh, man. When you live a certain type of life, it just, <laughs> it gets real easy. He was learning how to be a better bottom. Ah, uh, uh, to be a better bottom. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm so you, glad we're marked as explicit. You, have you seen it, Rick? <laughs> uh, which one? The the true facts about Grant O'Brien. I've seen the parts that everybody talks about. Like I've seen the the snippets. Like you just need to watch the whole thing. The whole I, thing. I'm going to eventually. I mean, like oh now God. that I have dropout, like it's I've never gonna it's happen. So funny, but also so bad. I mean, like, I, I'm going to give it to him. The, he really stuck with it. I mean, he didn't just get up and walk away. But good lord, I mean, I've that never... man. Oh, yeah, the thing so about any Grant Channing, yeah, he does. He leans into it so hard, Long like and green. <laughs> it's it's just a lot. But you also, uh, so I, because Grant's been in other stuff that's on Dropout. This is very quickly trying to become just a Dropout fan. I think thing. we, I think we knew that. I think we knew yeah. that's what was going. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't mind them, but. I loved, if you haven't already listened or watched the Erotic Book Club stuff, it's wonderful. It's so funny, but Grant, wa- Grant was on a couple of episodes of it, and it, he was so like genuinely charming, and I was like, this is, cause, I'm gonna be honest, I normally find Grant pretty annoying. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's almost the point. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is, but every so often I like see him in a thing, and I'm like, Oh my god, you're good. <laughs> you're right. a good. Good He's job. He's legit funny. Oh, also, I don't know if this dropped today, but the new show Play It By Ear came out. It dropped uh, on the 13th. Yeah, I need to watch it. I, I am, I am it's behind. It's so good. I'm behind. Have you, uh, have you watched any of Off Book, uh, Jess and Zach's show on their own? Jess and Zach? What? Uh, sorry, no, not uh, not the not. Sorry, there are lots of Jesses and Zacks in Dropout Land. The people <laughs> who, the people who did the musical episode of uh, Game Changer, that Jess and Zach. No. Okay. Uh, Play it by ear is their thing. That's a spinoff of the musical episode of Game Changer. Is it and all dropout? Yeah. Well, the the musical episode of Game Changer is their podcast is not. Uh, Their podcast is called Off Book, and it's the improvised musical. And every episode is, and it's it's what the basis for the musical episode was, and what Play It By Ear is based on. Gotcha. But the first episode of Play It By Ear has so many like weird references to previous Off Book episodes (laughs) that it's Mm. a lot of fun. If you've got that in your repertoire, but it's still funny even if you don't. Gotcha. But also, I do recommend Off Book. It's a lot of fun. How many spinoffs is Game Changer going to get? As many as they want. (laughs) Please don't stop, actually. I just want a new season of Game Changer. Can I get a new season of Game Changer? That'd be great. They're shooting right now. Okay. Or maybe they're editing right now. They they had a tweet about it like a month or two ago. Look, and, and I'm going to say this too. Like, I love the cast of Dropout. I love all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we just get Brennan in more stuff too? I am. I mean, uh, like, I am not like sexually attracted to this man whatsoever. But I need to. Um, I don't know. Marry him and his wife. And um and be with them at did all times. Did they get times. married finally? I think I heard that they did. I could be just way off base, but uh, I thought they went and got married. I that's could fine. Be. You a know man what? can You know what? I take that back. I bet they didn't because that's something I think that they would like fucking televise. Talk about at the very least. It's something. 
or you know yeah. a game changer would crash yeah <laughs> you, you know they would crash it 100 <laughs> percent. i think okay so the seven had izzy no. in it they're just they're, they're engaged. married they're engaged cool okay that's fine they'll get there but uh <laughs> I assume that's the intention, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was just funny the way you said it. Don't get there. Brennan, if you are listening, I am ordained. Just saying. Brennan Brennan is in the Upright Citizens Brigade? That makes sense to me. That is still surprising, but not? I feel like weird? every comedian I've ever enjoyed either was or is part of the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah, yeah. At some but, point in um, time. But in uh, in the seven, when like it wasn't even very far into the season, honestly, it was by like episode six, I want to say, Izzy stopped being willing to do mental math and would just call out what her numbers were, and Brennan would add them for her and tell her what she got, and that was so funny and adorable. <laughs> yes, she she is just great too. She's I feel so like- good. I feel I, like she is a good counterpoint to him. Not that you know, is. I'm not that I'm an expert at judging other people's relationships, but just their personality types seem to be like even if they weren't together, just them being friends. It's like you guys could probably put in an order at a restaurant. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. You know exactly what I mean. I do. No, it was fine. I just Look, my knee jerk was to take it very literally, and it was just. <laughs> The, the concept what? for a moment that we lived in a world in which that was the bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm just saying, if someone forgets that man's ketchup, he's going to get that ketchup. It's true. It's, he's it's true. he's not going to ask for it, but he's getting it. He's getting that ketchup. Yeah. Just saying. No, they, they're cute, though. They're very oh, cute yeah. together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Brendan did have an entire sketch about how he hasn't looked at a menu for like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> he lives the weirdest fucking life really uh, every time i hear anything about him it's the weirdest thing what like, is there's a food show on dropout yeah i think there are a couple because there's gods of food and i want to say there's another too can drop out you are killing me man Okay, literally, when I... So, like, I finally decided to pay for Dropout. Mm-hmm. And it was the best decision that I've made maybe <laughs> ever, honestly. <laughs> Every other decision, trash. This decision, immaculate. Immaculate. But <laughs> Magnificent! This, this but episode is going to be titled Dimension 20 Parentheses Dropout. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably safe. I think I watched like every breaking news. I watched, I binged through so much. I did not sleep for a period that was less than proper. (laughs) Probably fair. And then, of course, I was like sending it to all of my friends because they obviously needed it in their lives too. And there's some really old stuff on here too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like everything, every college humor thing is in there. Well, maybe not every college humor thing. I'm glad that they that's didn't true. go all the way a... back to the early college humor stuff. The, that's the, fair. The edgy college humor stuff. The, the dark days of college humor. <laughs> the 90s. Man, I remember the dark days of college humor. 
It was a great place to be. <laughs> oh my god. We want to be Newgrounds so bad, just without the games. They really did. They really did. <laughs> what a weird place to be. What a weird place. How did they get here? <laughs> How did they get here? They had a change of management, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, yeah. what's his name took over, I think. God, what's his name? I'm looking right at you, buddy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Come on, <laughs> come, come on the show. <laughs> it will just be, and that should be the only thing in the description is going to be in parentheses. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> We'll just have Sam on and then not tell him at all how our podcast works and just like randomly give him a score that he has no idea how he's getting points. That's right. Love that. Love that. That's right. <laughs> a game changer episodes where the contestants take over. That's the episode I want. I, I will say one of the best Brendan Lee Mulligan rants I've heard was from Game Changer. And Absolutely. Was, yeah. 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 The yes or they no. They got it on a t-shirt, I want to say. Oh, yeah, it's on yes a t-shirt. No it's on a mug. It's yeah. I've seen the mug too. The yes or no one. Yeah, that's that episode. I was thinking the one where he can't win. Yeah, that's the yes that's or no yes episode. Or no. Is that yes or no? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. right. Because he can only do. Because every question is yes or no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's even part of his rant. <laughs> one could imagine yep. when you could choose only <laughs> one or the other answer. <laughs> Oh man, it's so good. His rants are fucking amazing. Like, what the hell? Get in the it's comments. Like, it's like motherfucker. Get in the comments. It's like you woke up angry and you thought out a rant and you just applied it to something today, didn't you? <laughs> like, there's no way, right? <laughs> those, those, like, I just gotta give the man props. Those are 100 percent improv. Like, like they're oh, yeah, way, yeah. way oh, yeah. too situational. Like it's like that applies to this exact thing. I just feel like yeah, this no, is how he talks all the time. And yeah, I, and I have to say this too. Again, Critical Role, love them. They have they have some pretty good improv skills. They are you know voice actors, so all that's really cool, right? The improv that these guys have, God damn it! The like especially with. I... Fantasy High is just blows me away. I will cry. I will absolutely cry. Look, like I, I pretty much cry every finale. Mm-hmm. And after the third time, I was like, "This is just where we're at." Because there's something so unabashedly beautiful of the way that he ties that they all tie everything up together. So it's it could end right there. That it's so good. Yeah, and and it makes me weep. Go go on this ride with me. When Baron and I's friendship was young, when I had just met this man, I there was there's something he used to do that I used to absolutely hate, where he would joke about something, but you could not tell one hundred percent. Like the way he joked about something, just like <laughs> I would go weeks before I realized he was joking about it. And no, that's can I tell you I hate that about myself now? <laughs> because it's gotten to the point now where I will joke about something and I'll have someone walk away and I'll be like, 
I don't think you know they knew. I was, I, was kid, I was kidding. You know that, right? And they're like, you were? I'm like, I just, I just said the most outlandish thing ever, and you just believe that? Yes. It's it's just, I, it's a superpower you have. That's it's like you you have your own fey trickster power where you can just make people believe whatever. Um, you accidentally have a plus 31 to your deception, and you just don't know what to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And it applies at all times. Uh, to be fair, I love yeah. that about you now. Like, now, now that, like, I'm in on the joke at this point, like, I love it. But well, that's what I, I think that's my problem is, like, when around when we first met, I was kind of fine-tuning it. Yeah. So, like, when I did trick people, it was like, hey, now it's like, oh, God, I can't stop. You have got to stop <laughs> believing me. Um, but I, I feel like that's what Brennan's improv is like. Like, he yeah. can make you believe that it was planned 100% of the time. Like, his players will do something <laughs> that obviously he could not have planned for. But what he, the, how he will respond will make you think he 100% planned for that situation. Oh, you see that in the uh, the Tales of Exandria. I'm sleeping. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, when he no. has people that aren't used to him, and he's running for them. It's so funny seeing Lou react to the people reacting to him. Watching I, Lou be 100% unimpressed with everyone, and he's just like, this is normal. This is fine. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yeah, like, even when he hits him with that emotional shit, I can see Lou just being like, looking over at him, just like... <laughs> it's the side eye, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god, Lou. And Lou's so good. <laughs> Lou and Emily in of Court of Play and Flowers are murdering me. They're absolutely going to put me in the fucking ground. Every time they're like, Grandfather, and they look up into the sky like they're praying. Who's <laughs> alive? <laughs> he's alive. No, he's quite alive. He's quite alive. It's like, stop! Last, last episode, not like the one that came out yesterday, but last week's episode, mm-hmm. at one point they do that and they say, Our Sky P. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Oh. And she's married to what's his name? To Murph, yeah. Married to Murph. Can you imagine that? Those two? Can you imagine inviting them to a party? Like you're just like, you know what? I'm a normal person in a normal relationship, and I'm gonna invite these two out. We're gonna go have drinks. End of the night, you're gonna be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I love how different their playstyles are too. Yeah. Yes. Because Emily is so chaotic and Murphy is or Murph is so fucking just Murph, I believe that the difference is is Emily wasn't a D and D player. Murph is. Ah, that might be a at, at least <clears throat> the play style reads like that. Murph is because... so obviously like the D and D player of the group. Like yeah. there are so obviously times when Brennan doesn't know the ruling on something and Murph is just like, Oh, it's this. Like just encyclopedic right. knowledge. Which... Right off which the top I, of his head. Which I think is funny, because I think Brennan is the one that got Murph into D&D. If I'm not mistaken. I, they had a little podcast. Again, I don't see those on Dropout, but I think their little podcast is on um, YouTube. And they talk... It, maybe it's Lou. Maybe he got Lou into D&D. 
He did get Lou into D&D. Okay, that's who I'm talking about then. Okay, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, and Fantasy High actually is the first time that Allie plays D&D ever. That's kind of obvious. Mean, I'm not, this is not me knocking Allie. I, I believe that. Yeah. Um, she definitely has that chaotic gremlin energy right. that first time D&D players have. I, if you've ever ran D&D for people first playing D&D, except for Rick, Rick came in like a fucking pro, just, uh-huh. you know. I mean, you can't. You came in as a warlord. First time D and D players don't do that. So you know, you get those first time D and D players coming in like a fucking goblin. That's the energy that Allie has. That's the energy that Emily has. But yeah. I had, yeah. you know, you know, I don't have any evidence to the contrary. If it was the first time, except for you know, Allie. Now, if it's your first time playing D and D and you need a set of dice, why don't you check out Geeky Clean? who are proud to present their monthly Dice Bomb subscription box, the ultimate Dice Goblin enabling service. If you sign up now, the first Dice Bomb you'll receive will be October's Nag Champa Scented Bath Bomb with Scream Face Dice inside. Then each month you'll receive a carefully curated Dice Bomb complete with a set of premium resin dice for your TTRP collection. Get 10% off with our link or discount code Guild Decree. I could definitely tell from watching unsleeping city that emily and Allie were the people who hadn't played a ton but i think oh, pod exist before dimension 20 what no idea uh nad pod the dnd the oh, yeah. D podcast that emily and murph run i don't know i i haven't listened to that i'm gonna have to look that up now oh yeah nad pod is a thing that they ran i thought before dimension 20 started it's you quite possible, but like the only the only point I was trying to make really was that in Unsleeping City they make Emily and Allie be the two people who are the fish out of water characters, and right. story wise that's so smart if they're the people who have the least amount of D and D knowledge to make them also the two people who have the least amount of nor lore knowledge, it just works so well. I'm going to throw this out there too. Thinking about it, thinking back to the Fantasy High, the only one that didn't have that goblin energy was the guy that was literally playing the goblin. Yeah. Now, now, that, now that I think about it, all of them but Murph seemed like they didn't regular play D&D. But they all had yeah. great improv skills. So, like, that's, that's all it was. It works so well if you're making a D&D show. Like, you yeah. don't need a bunch of people who have encyclopedic D&D knowledge. And let me also clarify that just because someone doesn't have encyclopedic D&D knowledge doesn't mean they're new to the game. I mean, like, I'm making a lot of assumptions here. And just oh. because someone does have the knowledge doesn't mean they're super experienced. Some people just have that type of brain. Look, um, I, I, I've been playing for, fuck, nigh 30 years, and I don't have encyclopedic knowledge of any game I've ever played, ever especially 5th edition, and I've been told that I run a halfway decent game. Yeah. So you, you run a great game. That's all that matters. <clears throat> you don't need to know shit as long as you're making your players happy. It's true. Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing at any given. Full disclosure. <laughs> Look, mo- most of my games, we're just playing pretend and we're rolling dice to pretend like we're actually doing something. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's an excuse to flare with our friends. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to have the the by the book, 
like encyclopedic knowledge type of game with your friends because that's what you find is fun no shade thrown whatsoever like go for it i happen to find that kind of crunchy game very fun i also happen to find the rules light heavy rp games fun but when it comes to making a DD show getting that super crunchy rules heavy thing it doesn't work but if you get a bunch of people who are playing fast and loose with the rules well it doesn't work as a comedy but like if you're playing if you're playing fast and loose with the rules and just going straight improv the whole time that works which is one of the reasons i find dimension 20 so much easier to consume because if it were super rules heavy i wouldn't be able to have it on in the background while i'm doing something else like i would have to be intently focused on the show but with dimension 20 i can be working and have it on in the background and i don't feel like i'm missing anything oh like i i absolutely again i love critical role but i feel like i have to skip i have to i feel like i have to skip through the combats right which sucks because there's some stuff that I miss, but it's like I can't I can't do the combat. Sorry. I bye-bye. I think the combat is handled really well in Dimension 20 especially cuz the combat is always the thing that loses me for actual play stuff. Like mm-hmm. if something's going to lose me, it's going to be the combat because it's just very rote lots of the time, but especially with how like how different the like battlefields are and the types of fights that they have to have like unsleeping city season one the fight with the in the sewer with the rat king that was fucking mind-blowing to me the first time that i listened to that episode it was just so cool and then we do see like a kind of like water raising water lowering type thing happen in a couple of other seasons but because it's presented just differently enough it always feels really fresh, and it does feel like stuff that matters, where with a lot of other actual play, it kind of feels like filler. It's it's the Dragon Ball Z screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so far, what I've seen, and I, might, I don't know if this is just Unsleeping City, but I assume it's not, but every combat I've seen hasn't been straight combat. There's never just... You're the good guys, they're the bad guys, this combat's going to go until they're dead. There's always some environmental element, some sense of urgency, there's something else going on other than the combat that pushes it forward, that makes the combat go so quickly, so smoothly. Uh, Like the one you were just saying with the Rat King, with that water rising, they had to get that combat done quick. Otherwise, they were going to drown. So like, when you put that sense of urgency on your players it it speeds up the combat and makes it a whole lot more interesting you don't have somebody sitting there even though if somebody was sitting there forever trying to think about what they do with the turn the water doesn't rise any faster obviously it's going by the turns but you put your players in that mindset if they buy into it they're still trying to take their turn faster they're trying to move through it because they're like oh my god the water's rising which it's it's fantastic well, and I feel like Brennan, and this is actually something that I actually went back when I started, when my when my friends decided I was going to be the forever DM of our little group, that I went back to look at, which was, Brennan does a really good job at keeping them on task, and especially because they are all, like, comedy improv people, they do have that tendency to, when they start getting stressed, you'll see the table t- talk, kind of ramp up and brennan's very good about isolating the individual that's making the decision at the time what are you doing right and it does keep that pace 
so there's less potential for them going them pulling each other out of the immersion Mm -hmm. and that's something that i've been trying really hard to incorporate and it seems to be actually going really well i'm just watching lots of dimension 20 and wholeheartedly stealing everything in the hopes that i can put on a good game uh on the other side of the coin ray can you name a single combat that happens in the uh, Court of Fame Flowers? Uh, yes. The the honestly the the best one I think that we've gotten is the Wavy Hob one. That's about it. The duel. The duel. That's about it. That it the duel that didn't even really happen. I mean, it still did. Yeah, but I mean, there were still hits. Point point being, <clears throat> it, like this game is really should like if that's the biggest combat of the game that's really telling it, in a good way it's it's yeah, showing, like it's showing that, in genre yes you and it's really showing that you can play D and not fuck with these giant combats it, they're, they they're doing this whole campaign and the biggest combat they've really had is a duel between technically three people <laughs> Two people. Technically three people. Yeah. Uh but and it's over really before it even starts. It, it you know, there's like you said, there's a couple hits and it's like ah, yeah. And then it's done. Yep. yep. Man, okay. That scene was really great. <laughs> just, just that. It was the Brennan knowing out of character Omar was going to send his character after Hav and Hitting Lovey really hard, Omar, like, being shocked by how hard he hit, and then just turning, you want this smoke? I died. <laughs> I thought I was going to implode. I, I love, my favorite part of that whole thing, again, spoilers, was when everybody was coming out with these deep, dark twists, and, you know, it's like these everything is just not as it seems and he's just out of nowhere. The KKP Hob stands for Nicholas. <laughs> Everybody's like, what? The KKP Hob stands for Nicholas. Okay. Well, everybody else was doing it. I loved that. Okay, so that was really funny because the week prior to that episode coming out, my mom was like, so what does KP stand for? And I was like, I don't think they've told us yet. And she was like, you follow him on Twitter, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you should tweet at him about this. And I was like, I am not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have, though. I love my mom, but not that much. <laughs> uh, well, you, you fig- did, you, did you see what the P stands for? It's not actually pterodactyl, he said. No, it, it is. It's it's canon. It's a it's a it's a guild decree. I'm making it pterodactyl. No, but like, <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna make a guild, guild decree, decree, do it right. Come on, man. Hob's name is Nicholas Pterodactyl Hob. That's yep. That's that's my guild decree. Uh, okay. KP Hob's name, full name, Nicholas Pterodactyl Hob the third. The third. Guild yep. Decree. Guild Decree. Okay. <laughs> Come on the show, Brennan. Use your Guild Decree. <laughs> Get in the comments. Get in the comments. 
they yeah. they had a moment exactly like that in Unsleeping City where they were all coming out with like things that they were keeping from each other, and then yeah. uh, Zach just goes, "I wasn't always a firefighter." <laughs> <laughs> Zach murders me. Zach, Zach, Zach in Crown of Candy. Zach in Crown of Candy almost did kill me. Yeah. Um, the reason, okay, so I fell in love with Le Pen watching okay. the first episode of Crown of Candy. Uh-huh. And that was the thing that made it where I was like, okay. And I went and I watched because all of uh, the first four episodes of Misfits and Magic is on YouTube. So I watched all of that. And then after that, I went back and rewatched the first episode of Crown of Candy and went, fine, I guess I'll pay for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get you. That's how they it, get I mean, you. It'll, it, it'll 100% get you. I watched it all so quickly. It was, I was all caught up, like, so ridiculously fast. <laughs> I, you know, I, I have to say there are things in Dimension 20 that I have not watched all the way through yet. But there's not a single thing on here that I dislike. Yeah. Even I I had a I, it was kind of like a gear shift for me getting into Starstruck, but it actually started really catching on. And then to find out that that game is really just kind of like a little love letter to his mom. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, wow. Son of a bitch. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I need to get that comic now, actually. You should. You should. It's... It, re- it reminds me a lot of, like, some of the old... Like, I don't know how old the comic is, but it reminds me a lot of, like, the... Uh, what's that? Valerian City of a Thousand... Or... They had a... They, there was a movie. There was a movie that came out. And I know exactly what you're talking about, but for some reason I can't think of yeah. the title either. Valerian... I, I think I know what you're planets. talking about. City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, okay. That, that is based off of a comic. And it, oh. it reminds me a lot of that. Hmm. Like at least it's in just... style wise. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really know about that, but until there's a, a YouTuber I watch called How to Drink. Oh yeah. And he brought Brendan Lee Mugden on and they made a the cocktail from the comic book and they kind of okay. explain we... all of it. Yeah. The fact that the virgin version of that cocktail looked tastier than the alcoholic <laughs> and then to come uh, find out yeah, that they're actually right. friends in real life yeah yeah they just happen to know super each weird. other just super weird that's why that's why we're not popular rick because we're not friends with uh famous youtubers mm, that's what it is that's what it is Shame. Shame. one of one of our friends needs to just go get famous on youtube and then you know we can ride them coattails mm, man i'll tell you what there's nothing i like more than riding coattails Ugh. <laughs> All right. Mm. <laughs> All on them coattails. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do I'll want to. Them <laughs> because I did last week re listen to season two of Fantasy High. I did have a thing that I noticed, which was so when they're going to Leviathan, which is the, the pirate city. They get pulled in, and Gorgug introduces himself as Skipper, and says, but you can call me Skip. 
<laughs> and then he plays Skipper, but you should call him Skip in Starstruck Odyssey. Yeah. And he really I didn't even remember that. He really put a lot into that voice, too. Man, that was so good. Yeah. I, it actually, so I started Starstruck and got like three episodes in and then got distracted doing other stuff and went and rewatched like three other seasons of Dimension 20 and then came back and proceeded to binge through all of Starstruck and cried really hard at the end. And it was so good and so weird. Yeah. Like, I think it's the whimsy that I appreciate. There's a level of whimsy throughout Dimension 20, which sometimes lets... Uh, sometimes those those actual play D&D games, they, they fall kind of into that, like, Nolan Batman place, where they want to mm. be serious and gritty because it's D&D and lots of people think it's just a game. And Dimension 20 doesn't ever take itself... Too seriously. really just doesn't ever take itself seriously, I don't feel like. Mm-mm. It's because it, it really is about are we having fun? Are we having a good time? And it's very obvious that it's about that, and I appreciate that. Yes. But, yeah, and I think that's what that's what makes it such a good show. Like if you're going to watch a D and D show, um, an actual play, that's why I haven't got into actual plays because I do play my D and D games with a bit of seriousness. Sure, there's plenty of dick jokes thrown in, but you know. If I'm going to consume that content, like I said before, I don't want it to be the same way that I play my games. That's just going to make me wish I was playing my game. I'd rather see it done differently. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I will say, and we and I, I feel like I have to bring it up. So, Critical Role spawned the term, the Mercer Effect. I will say that I myself suffer from the Lee, Lee Mulligan Effect? Mulligan Effect? Lee Mulligan would what be the way the to do it. Effect? In that, like, you know, you have, you know, these people who, like, wish that they could run like Matt Mercer or wish that their game was run like Critical Role and stuff like that. Man, I wish I could run a game like Brendan Lee Mulligan. Oh, my God. That is like that is that is the style of play that I aspire to. I want to be able to run run those goofy games and like, oh, no, serious and just let them do whatever they want and be able to control that and keep it fun. But then at some point in the game, crush your heart in my hands. That's what it is, isn't it? It's the ability to have a group that trusts you so well that they know that you will break them, but you will still bring them home safely. Absolutely. I will, I will bring you this. That's what I want. I want to be able to bring you into my game and I want to hurt you so fucking bad, but then take care of you afterwards are you, and make you feel better. Are you uh, forgetting what? that you not that long ago ran a game for us where we were a traveling rock band and I interrogated a man by suffocating him with my ball sack <laughs> and, and you made us fall in love with a robot? Are you forgetting that? Hmm. I think you've reached your aspiration and didn't realize it. Hmm. Hmm. I think I could break I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry when you shoved us. You shoved my poor baby in an awful place with awful weird things. Yeah, you, you, you you have reached this without realizing that you have. 
Man. Congratulations. <laughs> I think I could break you more. And you didn't you didn't even have Glushka's backstory. I didn't. I didn't. Ah, oh, Glushka was gonna be so destroyed. <laughs> Glushka is so tragic and does not know it. And <laughs> I love that about them. The only thing the only thing Brennan Lee Mulligan has that you don't is is fancy set pieces. Like the the great big and that's just budget, babe. Yeah. Um. Actually, you can go to Dropout Merch and get the Box of Doom for like one hundred thirty nine dollars. Just throw yeah. that out. There. Yeah, budget. But yeah. <laughs> budget. Budget. I wonder if I can make my own Box of Doom though. I bet I could. It'd be Absolutely. pretty easy, I think. Yeah. Super easy. I think one the the thing that makes <laughs> the Box of Doom the Box of Doom is the camera inside of it, which is the thing that the would. GoPro. Yeah, and that's not in the one that you buy on their merch oh, site. So. Oh, j- just to let you guys know, too, uh, just a little throwback. Pidgeotto did actually make a cameo in a recent game that I've been running. Yeah? Yeah, ordered ordered bread juice at the uh, at the bakery. Nice. Love that. Love that. I actually, as a result of the fact that I... Because I do go back and rewatch Misfits and Magic a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I went and I bought the books for Kids on Brooms and Kids on Bikes, and I'm running a Kids on Bikes game right now. That's such a good game. I need to get that. It's so fucking good. It, it is. Bro. It's so good. If we want to play it at any point, I will happily run one of the little like pre-existing made games. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking with my friends so much they don't even know what's going on. It's wonderful. What are you doing the first weekend of November? Uh, crying? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, as anyone who's been anyone who's been regularly listening to our podcast, the first weekend of November is our 24-hour charity stream. Yeah. So if you wanted to fill a part of that 24 hours with running a one-shot, I'm not going to stop you. For sure. I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, send me the dates and I'll make sure not to book drag over it <laughs> i don't think i'm booked for november at all actually so that should be fine drag slows down in the fall and winter time oh that reminds me too there's there's another game i have to run but i gotta figure out how to do it remotely fuck alice yeah. is missing i need to i need to run alice is missing alice is missing uh, as far as i know it's definitely one of those ones that's going to mess with your head yeah yeah mm-hmm I love how you brightened up over that. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> like shit that's gonna fuck you up. Okay. Um, back to Dimension 20 for just a moment, though. The I, I like their little mini quests. The fact that they do like short seasons in between their big long seasons. Mm-hmm. I think that's really nice. Um, I also like the fact that they always make sure that it's a, it's got some people that are not in the usual cast in there. The Mice and Murder season, I I love mysteries. I am such a mystery bitch. And <laughs> I was so excited to figure out a couple of things before Grant did. I felt so superior. I bragged to my mom about that. I thought I was so cool. <laughs> So, with all of the Dimension 20 uh, seasons and series that are available, what would you recommend I watch next after I finish with Unsleeping City? What type of vibe do you want after you're done with Unsleeping City, do you think? That's a really good question. 
I don't know. Uh, I definitely want it to be very different from Unsleeping City. Not because I didn't like it, but just because I want to see the real spectrum, you know? I loved Unsleeping City, but I, I'd want a, a complete left turn. Like, take me somewhere want, completely different. Do you want something else that's DM'd by Brennan, or do you want to try something that's DM'd by somebody else? That's a good question, because I, I think we may be leaning towards the same same direction. Um, You know, I'd, uh, fuck me up, fam. I don't care. Like, do, do what you do. I, I, I'm going to suggest Misfits and Magic. That's it. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's an absolutely different, it's a different game. It's a different vibe around the table. It's a different presentation. Um, I think that... Oh, I was going to say, it's also going to tickle your your little fandom of Harry Potter without giving you any, giving that hag any kind of uh, (laughs) satisfaction. And it's like very inexplicitly... Like, there are actively genderqueer characters that we are introduced to as that. There, It's it's very diverse. The cast itself is actually pretty diverse. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very nice. It's it's a lot of fun. It also, it's tropey. Yeah. Which which really is a joy for me, at least, for the, that system, the kids on bikes, kids on brooms system. Mm-hmm. It's built off of those tropes that you know and love. And... Like in this case, are you're you've been in fandom? I'm absolutely certain that I don't have to ask this question, but I'm going to anyway. You are familiar with My Immortal, correct? No, you aren't. No. The worst mm-hmm. fanfic ever. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> my friend. Oh, my friend. <clears throat> Brad, you have interweb access right now. Would you be willing slash able to pull up My Immortal and just maybe read the first? sentence because it's a whole paragraph (laughs) okay so and now uh, it's dramatic reading it may be weird to find because they took it off of (laughs) fanfic.net where it used to be posted but what it's like an infamous infamously bad mary sue fanfic that is harry potter oh do i have to i can i just read the hi my name is yes okay the other one is just like what is this it All is. right, you ready? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Gotta get into the mic. <clears throat> Hi. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm reading ahead. I'm reading ahead and it's killing me. <clears throat> he can't even. He can't even do it. What you is... You read this all out as a okay. party game. You ready? You ready? Go for it. Hi. Hi. My name is Ebony Darkness, Dementia Ravenway, and I have a and I have long ebony black hair. That's how I got my name, with purple streaks and red tips that reaches my mid back, and icy blue eyes like limpid tears. And a lot of people tell me I look like Amy Lee. If you don't know who she is, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So hold on, no, no, wait, wait, no, hold on, hold on. Okay, I, I, have, to, I, I have to read my encore. I'm not related to Gerard Way, but I wish I was because he's a major fucking hottie. Why would you wish you were related to him? Then? <laughs> I love to be related to people I find physically attractive. <laughs> I'm a vampire, but my teeth are straight and white. I have pale white skin. I'm also a witch, and I go to a magic school called Hogwarts in England, where I'm the seventh year. I'm 17. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. 
So, you're going to have to tie this back for me. Why did we bring up this? Okay, so there is, because, because this is a joke that swept an entire generation and a half worth of fucking people that has heavily affected fandom in ways that no one knew it would. It was a troll. It's all a joke that some kid did to deal with the fact that she was a teenager and going through rough stuff. But one of the characters is based off of Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, this is what I'm watching next then. This is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Rod, are you okay, honey? He kept reading. <laughs> I know he is. It's really bad. <laughs> it gets worse as you progress. It but, really so, does! Like, uh, no, like halfway, like halfway through, three chapters in. Maybe, if I weren't, if I weren't afraid, reading her stopped. Good Charlotte's having a concert in Hogsmeade. <laughs> if I, if I weren't f- afraid of the cease and desist, we would do a dramatic reading of this as an episode of the podcast. Just like the whole thing, we'd turn it into an audiobook. You know what? If we want to do that for a like casters' good event. I will pop it and I will read part of it. I'll fucking do it. We can do it for our our people, even if nobody else comes and hangs out. Maybe we can get a hold of Midnight Essence and um, get permission. Oh no no no! Uh, for laws originally by Tara Gillespie, we have to get a hold of Tara Gillespie to be able to. Yeah, she actually. So there was. Uh, it was the last like five or six years that we actually found out who the author was, because prior to that, it was there was a lot of argument in online spaces as to whether it was a troll or if it was serious, and yeah, whole thing. But like third ep- third uh, installment chapter, I guess in. The person that was beta reading for her, I guess she and her got into a fight, and so it stops being beta read. It's hard to read to start with. It becomes incomprehensible. Uh, I don't. I didn't realize how many ways you could misspell Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one that is Dooblydorf, and that is what I call Dumbledore to some of my friends because he's Dooblydorf. <laughs> Mm. Baron, see if you can email this fantastic author. See if it that that can happen somehow. And if you can if you can secure us permission, this is a thing that will happen. Depending, we may be able to research it because it's the fan work in and of itself. It may be considered fair use already. Yeah, but um, I just don't want to be that guy. Oh no, absolutely! Like I'm yeah. totally fine reaching out. I just wanted to clarify, <laughs> but. So fun, so good, so awful. Definitely listen to Misfits and Magic next. Um, oh my god. Oh, if you get a chance, if you get a chance, look up some of the fan art of this too. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. And I can totally see how her character is based off of this now. Yeah, did you, oh, did, were you not aware of this either? Mm-mm. Oh shit! Yeah, man. <laughs> mm. Well, we all know what Baron's doing with his evening now. <laughs> well, apparently there have been people have have already done dramatic readings of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. Dramatic readings. Uh, 
Oh god, it hurts. I'm in pain. Like I said, when, when I was in school, this was a party game that me and my friends would play. We would try to read it out loud as much as possible without breaking. Um, mm. And it got harder as we progressed. It was That's... like one person would break and the person would have to pick it up. That's a good party game. It's a good party game. It's a fantastic party game. I imagine it could be both worse and better if you uh, incorporated drinking with it or not doing it. <laughs> Where? This is great. What? You know what? Instead of doing like a Harry Potter episode, we should just do a uh, My Immortal episode. <laughs> I gotta read it first. It's It won't take you very long. There's not a lot of it. <laughs> Well, apparently, apparently, it's just a little shorter than The Old Man and the Sea. A very bold comparison that this, uh, the, the author of this article has wrote. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> just the pull out of the ether. Yeah, he said, and it clocked in at 22,678 words, making it just a little shorter than The Old Man and the Sea. What the fuck? I am also a little shorter than the old man in the sea. What do you like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hi, Ebony, he said back. We walked into his flying black Mercedes Benz. The license plate said 666 and flew to the place with the concert, which we established earlier was Hogsmeade. On the way, we listened excitedly to Good Charlotte and Marilyn Manson. We both smoked cigarettes and drugs. Cigarettes and drugs. Cigarettes and drugs. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but so for like a generation and a half, this is what people immediately think of when they think about fanfic. Sure. Which is part of why a lot of people have a really bad mean representation of fanwork communities. I mean it makes sense. If that's that, that's your frame of reference. Whew. Uh, oh, man. Wait until you get to Dumbledore shouting at them in the middle of the forest. That's great. What the hell are you doing, motherfuckers? That one? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, we might have to do a whole episode on this. <laughs> Okay, not gonna lie. I mean, that's pretty much how I write sex scenes, too. Alright. Baron, before this becomes the My Immortal episode, do you want to go ahead and throw a bow on this one? Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. This is fantastic. Okay, well, in the annals of great fan fiction, you know, we have a lot of thing. Oh. I'm putting a bow on the D Dimension 20. Thing. You got, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright. <clears throat> so... Definitely, Dimension 20 is one of the big two. You know, when people think of Let's Plays, uh, actual plays, stuff like that, for D&D, &D, you know, Critical Role is always going to be the first. Dimension 20 is right there behind it. But there's a reason for that. It's it's a great experience. It's a lot of emotion. It's a lot of... It's a, it's, it's a lot of accessible and relatable and easily consumed media when it comes to D&D. And it's also just another look at how D&D &D can be. Um, it doesn't always have to be rules lawyers. It doesn't have to be rules heavy. It could be silly. It can be fun. It could be rules light. 
and still have a lot of emotion that you know you think that you can only get in those big games so give it a check out you know go check it out come back tell me your favorite one and take some notes it, it's it's a really good good thing to to hone your craft in whether you're running a game or playing ray if anybody like we had to say and they want to find you where on anywhere else on the internet is there any way they can do that yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Facebook uh, under Freddy Dreadful. You can also find us through the Lot and Drag Entertainment group. Um, and then you can also find me at Twitter, where I've lately been posting occasional excerpts of my book and sad stuff, because I'm working on writing a book right now. So uh, you can find me at Desolatung on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Casters Guild. Email us at castersguild at gmail.com. Uh, email me your audition for our dramatic reading of My Immortal if you want to voice one of the characters. I will gladly listen to your audition, and when we finally do it, maybe we'll, we'll do a fully cast reading. A couple things. But if I want... you're Dumbledore, you, you have to do the uh, what the hell are you doing, motherfuckers. <laughs> a couple things. First weekend of November, we are doing a 24-hour charity stream. Uh, Baron, uh, tell them your Twitch channel. That's Baron Kane. Twitch.tv slash Baron Kane. And I am Twitch.tv slash Toad Sparks. That's T-O-A-D-S-P-A-R-X. Go and follow us now. That way you'll be notified when we go live for that 24-hour charity stream. Also, November 19th, uh, if you happen to live near Middle Tennessee, there will be the Upper Cumberland Game Con, where I will be DMing two games, one of Dungeons & Dragons and one of Dread. So if you'd like to play in a game that I run, come check it out. Check us out on all the socials, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye! Bye-bye! 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 B